You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. We are fresh <laughs> off the heels of UFC Fight Night 39 from Fox Sports 1, taking place from the beautiful Natal, Brazil. We just, literally just witnessed an extraordinary event. We're going to talk about the main event. Henderson, Shogun 2. All right, that was a big one. We just saw it. But we're going to get into a few matches. We're going to get right into it, fans. Welcome to UFC AfterBuzz right here from Los Angeles, California. My name is Chris Kloss, sitting next to Travis Ravenberry. How are you doing? Chris Cole. Oh, and then we got across from us, Daria Baronato, you, you, Emma, MMA star you, in her own right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You, you pronounced my name right. Oh, thank you very much. You I, got, I got a lot of lessons. I don't want to get that wrong. I don't want to get that wrong. And of course, our expert, our analyst, the one and only, Jay Tant. Welcome, sir. Good to be here. How are you, Mr. Cole? I'm doing great. I want to get right into it. We're going we're gonna to touch... Primarily on three extraordinary matches we saw at UFC Fight Night 39, exclusively on Fox Sports 1. Of course, Leonardo Santos taking on Storm in Norman Park. Caesar Mutanch. Fajera, he in, in an amazing match against CB uh, Dalloway. And of course, the main event, Dan Henderson taking on Mauricio Shogun Hua. What a night of action it was. Interesting mm-hmm. outcomes that we've seen. But let's go right into it. If I can just pitch it over right now to Mr. Tan. If you would take us through these three matches. Let's start with Santos and Park. Okay, Santos and Park. Um, you're right. I mean, there's a lot to talk about here on the show. Um, when they're done in Brazil, a lot of times, uh, for the most part, it's a showcase for the Brazilians. Yeah. And um, Santos and Park, you know, we're at this point, we're in the middle of the show. Uh, most of the undercard, we saw Brazilians more or less sweep, you know, across the board. Um, things slowed up a little bit in the pace of the show with Santos and Storm and Norman. That one went to a majority draw. Very rare result mm. that you get. Um, really interesting match because uh, Santos... Um, pretty much by consensus, Santos won round one. Um, Storm and Norman took over, though, um, and he really worked his clinch game against Santos, against the cage, and that probably won him rounds two and three. Uh, but then also uh, Norman Parks was, uh, I'm trying to look at my notes here, um, he was deducted a point by referee Werner Cardoso. A couple uh, times. Well, there was that one. There, there were a couple of matches yeah. where we had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, point deductions for penalties, including um, the one that Mario Yamasaki took away. I think one point in each uh, in each round. That was quite something. Um, we'll get to that maybe later. But uh, anyway, Santos and Park. Um, you know, it was somebody. Uh, I forgot which referee or uh, judge it was. Um, awarded the the match to um, I believe Park. But then two judges awarded uh, awarded a draw because of that one point in the second round. Um, wow. Otherwise, yeah, Park would have won the How second crucial. round. How crucial! 
How yeah. crucial. Right. Yeah, I mean, it changed the whole thing. And yeah. so, you know, you had two uh, two two guys that, that scored it um, where the the middle round was uh, was even. Um, and they came out with, uh, what was it, with 29-29, I believe it was. It makes me think, in practice, those little mistakes that you can make, like mm-hmm. get your hands off the cage, you know, those little things, they cost them the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is he going to go back and work on little things? Can you work on little things like that? Or is it just one of those? That's a question for you. Uh, I know. Oh, yes, I yes. Know. Uh, fighter. It is yeah. something. That... When you got deducted points, what happened to you after that? I, I never have. That was Not for her. Sure. Oh. That was for her. <laughs> She's a good fighter. That, She's a nice cleaner. Yeah. That good was fighters, for her you know? cooking, <laughs> not her fighting. Okay. I'm, I'm Italian. I can cook. Oh, there you go. Come on. <laughs> Forget about no, it. No, but it is one of those things in practice that, at least where I trained, it was like, what are you doing? Go go run three laps because right. little mistakes mm. fundamentals. like that. Fundamentals yeah. are good so training. important, and you need that good training. You need that system to not lose a fight over coding the cage. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's ridiculous. You don't want to see that. I think that the, um, one part of it as well. It always depends on the referees. You know, some of them will. I don't want to say they're more lenient than others, but it's a subjective thing. The referee right. is the authority in charge there, and he's the one that decides. How far has a penalty or a foul gone too far? The first time you're spo- uh, after a first, uh, um, you're supposed to get a first warning. The fighter, give the fighter a first warning. Then, uh, then you deduct if he continues on. Did we um, see that? Did we see the warning? You know, that's a good question. I, I don't, don't remember. Recall it. I don't think so. I don't recall it. No. I don't want to. Well, I'm going to put this out. This was a Brazilian referee. I don't know how many other matches uh, he's done in the UFC outside of Brazil or not. Um, we saw Mario, Mario Yamasaki, like I said, also uh, doing a lot of uh, point deductions on uh, Marbek Tysimov in the match, two matches prior to yeah. that. Two point deductions you in know, one fight. I don't. That was another cage grab. It was yeah. another. It, it was, was an illegal kick and a yep. holding the cage. Yeah, yeah the holding yeah. the cage was afterwards right. uh, in the next round in that match. But, um, you know, I think referees, I'm going to put it out there referees are human. Uh, they make mistakes. We were I wouldn't talking necessi- about that. Yeah, yeah. We were. I won't necessarily mm-hmm. say that these were mistakes per se, but um, point is, when you're in a, a certain arena, you know, perhaps you're not supposed to be affected by the crowd, but referees can perhaps subconsciously be more on point, well, sharper. Well, what did you say? What did you say when we were watching that? Let's hope he gets was, out of there alive. It was in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I, I think the referees just, you know, were, were sharper and had probably less tolerance for for BS and, you know, may have been just more trigger happy in calling certain things, okay. you know? And, and and that's one thing we were talking about, Daria, is is it's it's tough because the referees they they it's it's a it's a oh um it's it's a favorless job. They never do anything Thankless right. Job, yep. right. Thankless job. Thankless job. Thank you. They, they, it's 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 a, they never do anything right, but they do everything wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether, even you even see it. I'm sorry. In football, in college football, in professional football, in basketball, you see it everywhere. The referees are always getting critiqued. Yeah. yeah. I Especially mean, it's and a, it's it's harder. Like in a uh, fight, uh, M- uh, MMA, UFC fight, because there's only one referee. And there is no instant replay, and you know it's it's just spur yeah, of that's moment. That's true. Yeah, you know, they're, talk they're, about something that needs to come into the sport. You think yeah. you think yeah. instant replay it, it think, has a place in in MMA? By all means, by but all, I think it it's eventual. To. It needs to. Yeah. I I think it is going to take a lot. I mean, it's going to have to go through an approval process with each state athletic commission. I'm talking about right. North and America. And I think people have to realize, uh, watching it on TV, we're viewing it from about seven to eight different cameras. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. the ref is right. just seeing it straight from his, eyes, his eyes, live. Are. I mean, yes, he's closer than any of us. Best seat in the house. Will, will be, but, um, you know, it's... 
As we like you're saying, earlier. the pressure, right. the, the, the people, the, the, the heat of the arena tonight, right. 90, 90, 90 degrees, 94 degrees, so. 94 degrees. and With, then you have the lights and, and everything else going on. Humidity. I mean, yeah. no, the I'm, fight conditions. There, there's yeah. so yeah. much going on, and you're trying to. I mean, I think we saw in, in the past uh, pay per view with Herb Dean. One of the best referees mm. in the whole business, and yeah. a lot of people got on him about right. uh, the late stoppage, late stoppage right. Mike Pyle and TJ yeah. Walberg. And there was an early yeah. stoppage. It's like, That's the, right. yeah. but there's so many humanistic factors that tie into refereeing that mm-hmm. might even be subliminal to us. I mean, think about it. Like when uh, we had uh, Ronda Rousey, her last fight, was it because they were females? That, would they have stopped it as early hmm. if it were two males in that cage? Hmm. I don't know if it would be if it was gender so much as uh, what Herb saw. I mean, right? Well, it's, okay. it, it's a fair, you know, yeah. it's a fair I assessment that I don't know that anyone thought else has thought of. I, mean, I think I've seen. All I'm saying is I think I've seen worse punishment go down in male fights that, mm-hmm. that is kept going and well, it wasn't stopped. Yeah, a lot of referees. You know, if you if you take a poll of them, some of them will will acknowledge that certain matches, which just happen to be higher up on the card, because. They're tougher guys. Their main event. They're stars. Right. You know, and they've got that record. Um, referees might be a little bit more liberal because they know those fighters. Right. They know that those fighters can take on a little bit more punishment than somebody in the prelims that they're not as familiar with. Right. So therefore, they're willing to give them a little bit more, let it go a little bit longer. And I, you know, I, I, I'm not I, speaking to what Herb Dean knows of Sarah McMahon or not, but you know. Right. Um, well, but the best part about the show is that we are going to have referees on in the near future, so mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be able to explain, you know, their past, present, and you know Absolutely. what it's like to be a referee in the in the UFC. Oh, yeah. kind of keep us in line, too. I mean, keep you in line. Oh, <laughs> oh my I know goodness, that Danny Davis, her, her, uh, Danny seven. Davis, yeah. <laughs> is this is this so wrestling? Yeah, this is a wrestling. How did you know it was wrestling? (laughs) What are you trying to say? This is a wrestling from from what I I know. We're in the uh, WWE studio today, looking a little bit different from our past studios. But hey, we're trying to. This is an AfterBuzz studio. This is not a WWE studio. Where they do all the WWE shows and stuff. Whatever. We just took Invasion Angle. Invasion Angle. There we go. Oops, I didn't say that. UFC's taking over. Didn't give away my (laughs) pro wrestling geek in me. So. Afterwards, though, uh, the next matchup, C.B. Dalloway oh. beating oh. Cesar Muchanch Ferreira. Um, what was your prediction first, Jay, before we get into <laughs> what happened? That was, uh, I had Cesar Muchanch winning. Okay. I actually and that didn't, didn't happen. Know. That didn't happen. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, no, no, no one, no, 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 no. I actually didn't remember. Let but me, I'm, just, I'm just saying that because yeah. no one could have predicted what we saw no. in this encounter. Absolutely to not. report the finish, C.B. Dalloway finished Cesar Muchanch at... Uh, 39 seconds in the first round, yep. dropped him with a uh, right hook, and then proceeded with ground and pound. That leaves uh, Dalloway 2-0 and in Brazil. What a, what a victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Oh, yeah. That puts him, uh, puts him up into the top 15, and you know people are going to start talking about him as a top 10 guy this year if he continues that. You know He looked really good. His background is, uh, is a wrestler from uh, Arizona State University. Right. Him and a couple other uh, wrestling teammates. Ended up, I think, when he graduated, uh, starting their own MMA team called Power MMA, and yeah. um, including Ryan Bader is one of them. Um, they've, you know, they, they've had some good, uh, good success. CB, at least, you know, is uh, I well, think. It's well, a, we talked about uh, mm-hmm. with their striking. Yeah, that they have such a foundation, such a growing up on wrestling. Powerful mm-hmm. guys. Such, you know, such you skilled saw guys. You saw that. But not only that, is that now they have time to work on their weakness, which is their striking, and I think that compensates now, and we see that. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at a guy like C.B. Dalloway, which is a wrestler, mm-hmm. with an amazing TKO in the first 39 seconds of the fight. 
I mean, that's something that tells me, okay, he's been working on a striking and it's working. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's not just a wrestler. Jose right. Benavides, I believe is his name, is the new boxing coach at uh, Power MMA. Okay. CB gave him a shout out uh, in the post-fight awesome. interview. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and then afterwards, what, a, what, what I was going to say, what a letdown though for for the crowd on that match. They had a great night, yeah. you know. I mean, there's not a lot to, for them to complain no, about. No, 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 no. But um, they, we're talking about how passionate. Yeah, they are in Brazil. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the fans here in the United States, but it's 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 a different. It's it's just a different atmosphere. It's it's like a yeah. soccer game. It's just one of those rowdy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's up. Everyone's the camaraderie. I mean, it's just that. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love the yeah. Brazil. Yeah, they swept and had a great night, the Brazilians, mm-hmm. except for those uh, last two matches. Uh, things kind of stumbled there. In the main event, Dan Henderson and Mauricio Shogun Hua in their rematch from, I believe, two, three years ago, excuse me. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Dan Henderson finishes Shogun Hua in the third, wow. I believe it was, with a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Just a uh, just a brutal right hook, oh, right to the nose, hammer fists. Oh. Yeah, um, beautiful. Right. I check right. my notes here, but I believe it was uh, early in round two or three. Three, no, three. It was round, round three. Yeah, TKO. We're fresh off of the show, folks, and it just uh, you ended. Know, yeah, still, as you can see, you can probably see the, the adrenaline getting... is coursing through I, our veins. I came here. in the studio and my hands were like this, and he's like, "Do you want soda in your <laughs> cup?" And I'm like, "You better put water." water. I am no longer root. Put what? Well, yeah, water. Water. <laughs> I said water. That's, a, that's a Northeast Jersey. accent thing. Well, for yeah. the people who watch us on YouTube, they'll see the subtitles of what Darius says. <laughs> subtitles. Yeah. I got a text message after last last week's show saying, "Where's Darius?" Subtitles. Well, we'll we'll <laughs> just get like we saw in Brazil a translator in here for East Coast and West Coast. There yeah. we go. Yeah. I, I would just like some of my East Coast fans to shout out tonight uh, uh, on the YouTube link tomorrow and support me. Come on, we got a shout out to Big ups to New York, You're New bilingual, PA, though. Yo. You're bilingual. You can speak both East and West, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that happened yes. anyway in the third round, and uh, Henderson walks away now in their uh, their series two to zero. Oh. I don't know that we'll uh, we'll necessarily see a third one, um, but I think we had. To, I mean, watching the fight in the first two rounds, I mean, Hendel kind of looked tired. I mean, second round mm. he's like looking at the clock oh. often. You know, he's, Shogun was yeah, winning. Guys, I, I get Shogun in those first two rounds. I don't know if that was part yeah. of his. You know. If he, I'm not going to say he's out of shape because he's one of the best 47-year-olds around. 43. 43-year-olds, excuse me. <laughs> I was thinking about something. Rich Franklin, was that last week's show or something? Rich is he's not 47 30. either. <laughs> not, not 48, 38. Or 39. 30, 39. But um, it could have been the, the heat and humidity in the arena, you know, that was having an effect on dad. Ha- earlier, had to. So, you know, it's like when you fight in Denver, you know. The, the altitude. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, who knows? You know, it's um, one of those things that you'd, you'd want to hear from Dan and kind of – you'd have to know his camp better, I Maybe think. Maybe we'll get him to call Dan, in. Maybe know. so. Dan and said talk- – <laughs> didn't Dan say that he wanted to end it first round? He didn't want to go the bouts with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said, Dan well, it in. looked like that was going to happen. Everyone it, was it, predicting that it was going to end early, even the two fighters. But uh, what did we say in the first round? It was It was over. I mean, you predicted... For Shogun. For Shogun, Shogun was yes. looking Shogun good was in the first and good. second. Yes. That's right. what I mean. And I thought you meant... Okay. You predicted Henderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I you, expected, you predicted, I expected Shogun. Hua to, 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 to finish to it in the third. To defend Jay, his prediction was more... Uh, it made more sense. <laughs> Mine, I always picked the underdog. I, lo- and, and I it got And it got so bad. What did you do mid-fight? You changed oh, your prediction. Oh, you oh come on. Me out. <laughs> Wait a minute. But then you took it back. You took it back. You took it back. What my, okay, my point is, this is what kind of fight this was. I mean, it was so bad. 
that Henderson was, I mean, literally against the ropes, against the cage, whatever you want to call it. It was looking, it was looking like one of those fights that. Total domination. Yeah, yeah, total yeah. domination. Really quick, I want to plug AfterBuzzTV.com and I want to let everybody know about all our shows right here at AfterBuzz TV. You can check them out exclusively on AfterBuzz TV and their exclusive YouTube page. All the shows are right there on YouTube. So we want to get everybody to check them all out. And we want to thank all our fans because we are, we were number eight. I believe, and now number five. Uh, I think the first, first episode was number eight. Number five was second episode. Unbelievable. So thank yeah. you for your support. <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. We want to thank uh, Salute. Salute. UFC star Rich Franklin for helping us out last week and coming in here. I know a lot of his fans were watching us as well. Rich was trying to give us the, the good, cleaning, you know, drinking healthy, it eating worked. healthy. But then worked it worked on me. Oh, oh root beer over oh. here. Yep. Root beer over here. Like, <laughs> drinking root beer um, in front of Rich. I happened to follow Jay Tan on Facebook, and I saw that he was juicing. My girl's putting me oh. over here. That's right. I am six for six in juicing. Shout out to Zeeland and Rich. Um, Zeeland, Rich Franklin, you're making After that, Buzz a healthy That conversation last, uh, last week just kind of struck me. And, you know, I was me thinking too. about my own... Uh, my own nutrition. What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, guys, I drink anything else, so I might as well drink the, the blending and the juicing as well. But that's not um, the juice you get at the fast food restaurant when it comes out. Not that True. Juice. No, it's Come not on. that. And uh, I'm taking a sip here. This is my water. Oh, okay. But, um, no, I, you know, after that conversation, it just kind of echoed uh, with me. It was resonant about nutrition and needing especially how easy it is to blend and just throw this stuff in a blender and drink it and this is no joke yeah. you were telling yeah. you were telling us that you've been inspired and you've been really doing have. this since last week's show yeah i went to costco i scored up on my veggies and my fruit mm -hmm. and i've been experimenting with blending i don't know what i'm doing folks when i'm in the kitchen it's mad scientist and not necessarily the one that comes up with good stuff that the world knows about it's just my little Juices and soups and whatever, and yeah, I've I've been uh, juicing mm -hmm. my butt off. I think I'm six for six. Yeah, uh, throughout the week and for still you. going. All, it, all thanks to Rich Franklin. You, yep, you absolutely. look at a guy like Rich Franklin that's you know 39, 39 years old yeah. and he looks. Yeah. I mean, he's in shape. So, he looks good. So it goes to show that it, 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 it does help. When is that field trip? I, I don't know. I, I know Maria and her <laughs> husband's been on busy with their their tour right now. But once they get back. And it's just too far for the four of us to drive by ourselves. We're taking Maria and Kevin down to a field trip to Rich's. They have to lose. I want to go get that pudding again. Well, I'm thinking with, with Dan Henderson, oh. you know, struggling the first two rounds tonight. Mm -hmm. Maybe he could come on the field trip with us. We'll get a whole bus. You know, that's what we get. The we had the, the, the yellow bus because oh the exclusive the, buzz. the exclusive yellow oh, afterbuzz little bus outside that they parked in the alley. The short yellow bus. Yeah, <laughs> they're great. saying we're going off topic. That bus is for the. I don't view. want another email, so let's uh, right. stay on topic. Well, let's talk about this being the, you know chapter two to this uh, Henderson and Shogun series. Again, I don't. I don't think we're necessarily going to see a uh, a third one, but the be, first be, one because it was two zero. Now, would you say because it's two zero? And you know, I mean, that was a, a pretty decisive finish. You know, there's yeah. not a lot to to argue. Um, I, what I thought fascinating, though, you know, here's the thing, folks. The first, if you haven't seen it, the first Henderson and Shogun fight um, from two or three years ago, uh, 2011, uh, was it was fight of the fight of the year. In 2011, yeah. Yeah, oh in 2011, uh, for many, many different, uh, you know, 
media outlets and stuff. It really was an all-time classic. And go back and watch it. Um, I was watching it. I watched it twice yesterday uh, to kind of bone okay. up and remember. Yeah. Um, the end result, <clears throat> as, as you probably figured out, Henderson won. The scores were 48 to 47. Super close and very compelling match. Um, as I watched it, though, I'm going to be be uh, honest about this. I thought it was a little bit more um, more decisive than when I watched it live. Live, I really couldn't tell. I mean, mm-hmm. it was torn between who won what rounds. And again, for the casual fans out there, a forty-seven, a forty-eight, forty-seven breakdown. Um, these matches are scored in a ten-point must system, and typically one guy will earn ten points, and the other guy earns nine or less. So, what a forty-eight, forty-seven means is. Um, one guy got three rounds. I'm sorry. Yeah, three rounds mm-hmm. and one guy got four rounds. Um, Very close. Three and two. Excuse me. I know. My math is bad <laughs> when it's live internet. Um, but as I watched that one the second time yesterday, it seemed more uh, more decisive in mm-hmm. who won each round. And the first time that uh, last night, I even scored it four rounds to one for Henderson. Um, but Shogun definitely came back and took rounds uh, three and four, I yeah. thought. Or, I'm sorry, four and five. And um, The blood told the story. Yeah, yeah, the blood told the story, kind of. Um, but in this one as well, you know, we saw... In the first match, we saw Henderson win the first three rounds and then gas out a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> Shogun definitely took the fifth round. Fourth mm-hmm. round is, is debatable, but I mm-hmm. gave it to Shogun. This one here, again, uh, we saw Shogun looking really good uh, sharply. Um, it was a, a bit reversed, you know. Henderson looked like he was gassing out a little bit in the second. Yeah. Um, Shogun was yeah. taking his time in the first. Neither guy really expended too much energy in the first. But uh, Henderson was looking a little bit slower in the second. Oh, yeah. And, then in the th- and we, oh. we pretty much had wrapped it up at that point. Like, oh, we were right, all scoring yeah. it for Shogun, right? <laughs> normally, yeah. normally I would give a, a guy that's so experienced like Henderson – the excuse that he was waiting back and maybe mm-hmm. analyzing benefit of the doubt because he's so yeah I was giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's so so intelligent and such a great fighter, but I don't think that was the case. No, he looked no. winded. Yeah. He looked slower than usual, and a guy with such great punch accuracy wasn't too accurate in the first two rounds today. But in that third one, he was. That I the think was the one. thing that won it. When Absolutely. landing that right on Shogun, Shogun just dropped, and then right. Dan was quick enough to follow up with those hammer fists. Yeah, and. You know, Shogun wasn't moving. Referee Herb Dean did uh, did the right thing. It almost looked it like Henderson point. looked at Herb Dean and was like, "Dude, are you yeah, gonna stop that's this? Right. He, what are you doing?" He, he almost read the lips, and he was saying, "Like, right. come on, what are you doing? Stop this!" He was match. about to throw a last punch, he, and he hesitated. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he looked at Herb yes, Dean. Yes. Well, I'm gonna hit him, but please stop it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, you know, that that to me just came out of left field, though. Like we were saying, Henderson, the announcers at one point said, "Okay." He's a little bit more methodical, but mm-hmm. even when they said that, I, mean, I noticed we all kind of looked at each other like, "I don't." Is that methodical? Yeah, is that is that, are they yeah. just kind of covering a little bit? Because he again, he looked a little peakish, a little a little hesitant more than anything. It did and and uh, we, did. I think we all felt that. But um, you know, for for that to happen, and then another thing, the announcer said Henderson is better when he's throwing multiple punches, not just one punch. Well, that. Did not ring true because it was one solid punch to the right to the nose, and oh, what a shot! It wasn't Absolutely. the trademark H uh, bomb, no H bomb uh, overhand no. right. Yeah, but he did. Uh, it was a looping right hook that landed and dropped him. I think it's one of those things too. Where everyone goes in fighting Hendo, and they think the H bomb could be an effect, and they're only focused on that. Yeah, and then something else happens, and they're like, "Wow, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's well rounded," is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he can wow. come from anywhere. 
for for the credentials that he has. You know, former Pride champion, Grand Prix champion as well. Right. And uh, forty three um, years old. What's next XC, for him? Or Showtime. Forty three. Forty four. What's next? You know what we've seen. Here's a good. Here's a good I question. Mean, people are going to want to see him fight again now. He's a huge victory. He's mm-hmm. you know he's got a new contract or at least a, a fresh contract. I think it's five six fights. I believe still. Uh, right. Uh, and um, you know, but again. Um, TRT is what I'm leading to. Nevada Mm -hmm. just passed a new ban on TRT. Um, A lot of states are going to – are expected to follow suit. Uh, Dan Henderson has been open about the fact that he uh, is on TRT and um, has a a TUE – I should – his initials, TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, Mm -hmm. TUE, testosterone usage exemption, I believe if I remember correctly. Um, But at any rate – um, Dan Henderson has been, you know, open about his uh, about his usage. Now that the ban has just passed in Nevada and corporately for the UFC as well, they're signing on to that same sure. ban. Um, there's a question about uh, how will Dan? Uh, how do all these fighters that have been open about their TRT usage uh, and exemption, you know, right. justified legal exemption use? Um, how will they deal with this new ban? Especially the older fighters. Yeah, and that's going to be a factor for Dan. But, you know, as he said in interviews, he's going to figure it out. This happened only a couple of weeks before this match. And, um, you know, that's it's one of those things where you, you cross that bridge when you get to it. Yeah. So we'll see. But so that will be a factor in his I think match. the answer is is that he's he's got a career left. Oh, yeah. You, he just mm-hmm. signed a new contract, six or seven fights. Uh, you have a guy like Rich Franklin. He's on his last one, yeah. if mm-hmm. I am correct, of his fight. And he's only 38. I mean, so Dan Henderson is a champ. He's a veteran of the sport, and he's hanging in there, and he's not done yet, is what I'm hearing. I'm getting yeah. a lot of tweets of some uh, people are trying to call us. I don't know if we are, are taking calls, but maybe we'll find out soon. Fire away, if somebody can pick up the phone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> are we <laughs> here? Uh, what were we saying now? That <laughs> 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 we have tweets coming in. Fail. Cricket. Cricket. Epic fail right there, buddy. Um, yeah, Chris? <laughs> well, uh, again... You know, an, an extraordinary night, and um, it was a pleasure watching the event. Um, last week, of course, it was pay-per-view UFC 171. Tonight, it was the exclusive Fox Sports uh, from Brazil, and uh, we had a lot. We had a lot of other matches as well. We could touch on those if you want, Jay, uh, Daria, Raven. But um, I'm just, I'm just still. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know we've we've kind of dissected these uh, three matches here, but again, the main event. I'm still, I, I'm still jumpy. I mean, I know hmm. when we walked in here, it was you know, but I'm st- I just right. I still can't believe that. I just I don't know. An impressive win, Dan yeah. Henderson, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I didn't see it coming at all. That's um, the great thing about I, MMA. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't know exactly. what's going to happen. You don't Jay, know. Uh, you're a matchmaker yourself, um, mm-hmm. playing matchmaker role right now. Who would you put next to Nintendo? Oh man, <laughs> I don't yes. know. Putting it's a spot. good question. I um, I, I got to go take a look. I, I don't know the top ten uh, in the UFC. Well, bad who way would you like? It. Who would you like to um, see match up against them? I, we were talking about matchups. Remember that? How yeah, guys, yeah. good matchups. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or 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 Daria or, or uh, Raven. I mean, who who would you want? Who do you think would be a good match? I'm trying to think here. You know, we've got at the top of the division right now. You're talking about John Jones, Glover Teixeira. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm blanking after that, putting me on the spot. I feel badly. Well, you think um, if uh, Tashira loses his next fight, maybe a Hendo Tashira match? No, I don't think. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't do that as much. Um, but um, 
you know, probably guys in the in the bottom, uh, you know, like five to ten yeah. uh, in the rankings. I think that's probably so where not Dan yet. is. He's not. He's not up there yet. Dan is is I think perennially in the five top five to ten. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know who. I mean, it, a lot of this stuff, guys, depends on you know schedule. Where is everybody? Who's injured? Right. Who's not injured? Right. And, um, I'll say as a matchmaker, I'll say you know kind of as a as a benchmark, you're looking at two maybe three months. Who else is available and ready to fight two to three months from now? Um, let's say for example, Dan just came off of a fight. Uh, he won and presumably be feeling good, injury free. No, yeah. no reason to delay. You know, he doesn't need to take time off. So, what I would think that Joe Silva uh, is going back to the board and, and looking at is who else in the two hundred five division, top ten, um, doesn't have anything else scheduled, um, and maybe you know two to three months out is uh, will be ready to fight. You know, who just fought and um, I think Sonin may call him out. Chael? No. <laughs> I mean, he's trained under him. They're they're friends. Mm-hmm. I and and but your chill's I, crazy, so you know uh, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they they've gone on record. Chill might have gone on record and said he wouldn't fight Dan. Um, let me let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Do we see in the rest of Henderson's career, assuming this is his last uh, set of fights, he's not going to take another contract after this? I'm assuming. Never know. Okay, never know. We'll leave it open. But let's. Does he have a uh, a, a title bout? In this contract. In, in the first five? You, you don't he? know. You don't know. I mean, it all depends, honestly, I, I really think, on how um, how he decides to play his cards. Okay. How TRT affects mm. his training. That's true. You know, I believe, you know, Vitor Belfort, for example, um, had to pull out of his middleweight uh, championship fight against mm-hmm. Chris Weidman, citing that he needed to kind of cycle off or, or get used to being off TRT. And mm-hmm. we're looking at... He said a three-month window, ninety days. Um, no idea what uh, you know what 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 kind of usage uh, Dan does. Presumably, it's just to keep up his uh, um, his regular uh, testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, these the body needs to adjust when you're making changes right. like that. And he's gonna, I'm sure he's gonna find other natural ways of doing it. It's not just TRT is not testosterone is not the only thing out there. There's other ways of doing it right. naturally, you yeah. know, of, of maintaining your body as you get in the older years. Just you like know? we talked Just about, like we were talking about last yeah. week yeah. with Rich Franklin. Really quick, fans, I want to plug iTunes and plug Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. So be sure to check us out there exclusively on iTunes. And on Twitter. And I want to throw one more thing out. I think when they go to iTunes, they can just search After Buzz. And they search After Buzz, yeah. Search After Buzz on Twitter and iTunes. Um, Really quick, I want to go to one of the preliminary fights. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. It was Pepe Castro taking on uh, Node Lahat. Guadalfredo Pepe. Yes, yes. And and that was what what dramatic fashion that match ended in. And that was what a way to start the night of us watching this event. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that set things off for uh, for the Brazilians. Yes, yes. The knee to the jaw. Oh, my goodness. First Uh, round, uh, I want to say 25 seconds or so. Yeah. could be wrong about that. It's it's amazing how we started the show and ended almost in the same fashion. Very true. It was a fascinating uh, double knee Double jump knee. Oh. I thought it was going to be a, a, a jump kick, kind of like Karate Kid style. Setting up you know? for the kick, right. But it wasn't. Like, when you go back and watch the replay, and everybody, check out the replay on this show, because it really is worth it, and they will show that uh, sometime in the middle of the show. Godofredo Pepe's uh, double knee kick, uh, double knee to the jaw was fantastic. Absolutely. And, and well worth going and finding. Against and, undefeated load. Mm-hmm. 
And he just took no a nap. No lahat. No lahat. I, yeah. I gave it up. Um, what was that? And he just took a nap. He just sat down. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. And all of us were like, oh, my there. God. Oh, my God. Yeah, he yeah, just, yeah. Was, he was sitting. He was down. He was gone. He was gone. Um, really quick, fans, I want to I want to plug iTunes one more time. Be sure to read. Go to iTunes. Rate and comment. Tell a friend. It only takes a minute. And, again, we want to thank all our fans for getting us where we are right now today in the rankings here at AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> um, Jay, I wanted I wanted to ask you, or did, would you like to talk about the U of MMA? Not the UFC, the U of MMA. Yeah, the U. Explain what that means, if you don't mind. The University of MMA. Um, as... They've mentioned uh, I'm a matchmaker for the University of MMA, which is a um, – yep, there's some footage there. Um, an amateur fight promotion. Uh, we have residency at Club Nokia in downtown L.A. And our next show LA is – L.A. Live. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. at L.A. Live. Uh, our next show is a week from today, Sunday, the 30th. And uh, we see some footage here. That's Ryan Lilly from Boss Rutan's gym uh, getting a uh, second-round finish, I believe, there. Um we're an amateur promotion that's been running for about three years, and I dare say that we are among the, uh, if not the, hottest amateur MMA promotion in California. Awesome. We were nominated for a, for an award for that uh, last year, the Cali Fight Sports Awards, and uh, we continue to pack the houses. Um, I like to think that we are a, a stepping stone, um, kind of a gateway to pro uh, to aspiring fighters, learning how to act like a pro and train like a pro. Um, Onto their, uh, you know, when they make that threshold onto the pro career. Um, some people, you guys may wonder, well, what the heck is the point? What is amateur MMA? What is the point to it? The point is that a lack of amateur MMA, a lack of an amateur system, means that any aspiring fighter is just jumping into the pros and hopefully they're training with a good fight team um, and, and getting, having the right coaches and being led correctly. But then they run the risk, if they go right into the pros, of getting thrown into a shark tank. Full of, uh, you know, full of guys that are far more experienced, far more training and better training than them. With amateur MMA, um, you set the standards of um, we're, we're regulated uh, by, um, excuse me, the California Amateur MMA Organization, mm-hmm. which has a mandate from the State Athletic Commission of California. And uh, with amateur MMA, you give these kids a shot to get used to fighting. There is a big difference when you're fighting in front of, you know, a huge crowd or versus in the gym and just training. Dari can speak to that. I can speak on that. Yeah, I was just about to cut in and say having that confidence and that normality of being in the cage and having those screaming fans and stuff like that mm-hmm. is so vital. Because it's like you need to be comfortable in your in your fight stance. You need to be comfortable in front of people with your skills. I mean, and you're starting people out with a couple thousand in the crowd, and of course, mm-hmm. as you get bigger, the crowds get bigger. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good platform. I agree. It's awesome to have. Just like the UFC, people talk about the UFC jitters, you know, guys that are debuting for the for the UFC, the biggest organization in the world for MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the same token, I'm not going to say there's U, U of MMA jitters, but there is jitters yeah. of being in front of a crowd. Stage oh, yeah. fright, you know, if you will. Um, yeah. And so... There's we're the next we're we're a step in this ladder of kids uh, maturing yeah. as fighters. You know, mm-hmm. you start sparring in the gym, you get comfortable with that. Then maybe you take a couple of gym shows, you know, and get used to a few people watching and stuff like that. Then you may make your way up to 
um, to these smaller am- uh, amateur events, and then you know, then there's the U, and you continue on. So for you know, for I mean, obviously, there's a lot of wrestling fans that listen to us. So <laughs> Daria Kavir is now wrestling talk. Um, would you okay. say it's almost oh, like the uh, mm-hmm. independent circuit? Yeah. Um, for yeah, MMA, to an to an extent, yeah. Look, there's your nationwide big leagues like the UFC and others, and then regionally throughout the entire nation, you've got uh, smaller promotions, pro and amateur. Most of them pro, though, that you know, will draw in those uh, crowds of several thousand. That I would consider the indie circuit. Anything mm. below a national level that is you know touring, that's you're talking like about backyard the, wrestling. Not quite as bad as backyard <laughs> wrestling. No, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna stop it there. <laughs> we're backyard not, we're indie not at pro. That level. <laughs> indie MMA to me is anything that's you know not nationally touring and going to different cities and gotcha. stuff like that. Okay. Um, and it can be pro or amateur, but yeah, it is that thing about you, what we're referring to more is the the atmosphere of fighters, uh, the friends and family of fighters coming to watch their guy and support their guy. And and a lot of UFC yes. stars go there. I was at the last show mm-hmm. in February and, you know, Josh Barnett is cornering two people in fights. Yep. Um, uh, Mayhem Miller had a protege there. was there. Jessamine Duke was there. Yep. We had three of the four horsewomen. Two or three of them, I believe. Uh, Marina Schaefer, of course, fought on our card. Um, big proponents of women's MMA. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we line up about uh, 12 to 15 matches uh, our, our limit is 15, and I'm always going for the gusto because I like to provide bang for the buck for you guys. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, I got to say, it's really fun. Just like the buzz of The Ultimate Fighter, you know, when... Uh, the after buzz of The Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> after the buzz of The Ultimate Fighter. No, those first few seasons, you know, and, and even now, you see these kids that are young and hungry. They know it's their shot, and they're going for it. And you see some of the most compelling matches during The Ultimate Fighter season. And by the same token... These amateur fighters that are fighting for uh, for the U of MMA and other places, um, they really want it. And the more that you give them a platform that they feel like it's the big time for them, um, the more that they take themselves seriously. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think that's a serious – it's an important thing because if nobody else takes these fighters seriously, they're not necessarily going to. I mean, unless they've got that confidence and push, that's great. That's a thing that's going to make them a fighter and later on hopefully a champion. But to give them that feedback – um, and support, you know, they look around at the uh, uh, they look around at the arena and see the fans and the lights and stuff like that, and they go, How, "Shit, this is a real show! Yeah, yeah. I got to step up my A game." So yeah. that's that's why we create and present our shows. And, as and such. I think Did you lot- just say a bad word. No, at, at least it wasn't a sponsored word, you know. <laughs> um, you know the. Uh, it's it's amazing how important and how different it is when you fight. Mm-hmm. In 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 a gym, mm-hmm. and you can fight that same person. It could be the same match, mm-hmm. but in front of people, it's a lot different. Mm-hmm. When I would when I would uh, broadcast pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, and basketball, we would do take after take, and I'd have script after script in the studio, and then bang it out, no problem. And then we'd do shows at the LA Sports Arena mm-hmm. or the Grand Olympic Auditorium, and we're talking thousands of people, and it was like all I had to do was say. Uh, a sentence or two, mm-hmm. and, I, and it was just, you know, right. we're in the studio. I had a script, boom, 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 and I was fine, you know. But it's, it's, and I was just announcing. I'm just giving an example, and I wanted to ask you, Daria. It's, it's all mental. If it's someone all mental. were to ask me, what is mixed martial arts? I would say it's eighty percent to ninety percent mental, and the rest is physical athleticism. Yeah, because you see guys go in there, girls go in there, like Ronda Rousey. I was talking to you about this mm-hmm. last week. Ronda Rousey goes in the cage with such a demeanor. 
And it's not cocky. It's confident. And she goes in there to kill. Yeah. And I don't care what any female fighter says. Everybody is intimidated by Ronda Rousey's demeanor. And it's... it. Of course her skills are absolutely amazing. I'm not trying to, to you know, push that away. Absolutely. But absolutely. it's her demeanor. It's intimidating. And the thing is, though, Ronda's a very much – she's an anomaly in a lot of ways yeah. to fighters. Yeah. A lot of lesser fighters, and there's many of them, don't have that same kind of um, confidence and, and focus. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's all the more reason to for these guys to fight and to, you know, get used to it, you know? Couldn't agree more. It's always good to have baby steps to well, the big show. Well, speaking of confident, I am confident in Maria Menounos' new show. I saw it. This thing's awesome. Let's uh, talk about it. It's it's the new show Chasing Maria Menounos, aptly titled, and that's Wednesday nights, every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. on the Oxygen TV network. You saw it. You were talking Guys, about it. Guys, it's early. Tuesday Great nights. Show. Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. 9 Central Good on Tuesdays. the Oxygen channel. Oh, they changed it. Tuesday nights. Oh, no Tuesdays. wonder my DVR isn't the getting DVR. it. Hey, okay. geez. But we need to thank... Uh, Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. Oxygen. A few people we need to thank real quick for helping us out in the past couple weeks. Um, Tommy Toholt. Don't know who this guy is, but he does like a cartoon about the MMA, mostly UFC Tommy world. Tommy is funny. He is very funny. Yeah. He plugged our interview that we got with Ronda Rousey. Uh, so that was really great. And I need to really, really thank Josh Rafferty for hooking up the Rich Franklin uh, connection. Follow Josh at Josh Rafferty on Twitter. He's Thank you, Josh. Um, All right. Dario, what do we got coming up? Next week. Next Just kidding. week. Wow. April 20th, guys. April 20th? April We're not back till April 20th. 20th. 420. Please do not miss us. Please do not use the pot references. This is UFC. <laughs> he just said 420, the, the month and the day. What do you mean? What's pot? I said April 20th. I was trying to avoid oh, it. Oh, we're making that far. <laughs> anyway, April 20th, we will be back covering Misha Tate versus Liz Carmooch and Wordham versus Brown. I am so excited for this. You guys have no idea. You don't say. <laughs> right. I'm a little sexist when it comes to the fights, guys. I cannot no, wait. That's gonna be. I can't, a I can't, I can't wait oh, till I April. Can't wait. I can't wait for April 20th. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna let everybody get a plug in. I'm gonna go first. Go ahead. Catch me do color commentary for the IBA, the D League for the NBA, the Los Angeles Lightning basketball. Go to LALightning.net for more information on that. We're gonna be starting up soon in Thousand Oaks and in Venice Beach. I uh, just follow me on Ray on Twitter at Raven1220. All right. Uh, you can find me at my website, DariaRay.com. You can follow all my news and good stuff there. University of MMA, March 30th, a week from today as you're watching this here. At Club Nokia, tickets are available at the box office or uofmma.com. Thank you, UFC, for a great night in Brazil. Mm-hmm, absolutely. This is UFC After Buzz. Thank you very much. We'll see you April 20th. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.